Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. All right, now, how many of you are fans of the show of The Walking Dead? Oh, okay, see, now, I see all those hands out. See, you didn't acknowledge it when you first said, when I first asked, does anybody know of the show? And just a couple, and then now that I see the, fan, the fans, yeah, everybody's raising their hand. Yeah, listen, I understand. Now, I haven't seen the show myself, but it is amazing how many people just are infatuated and love that show. And if you don't know anything about the show, it's a show about zombies, right? It's a show about zombies, and people just love the show. In fact, the weird thing is is that it seems as though people have a fascination with zombies. They shut downtown Flint. They shut the streets, and people dress up like zombies and go down there, and they call it, what, the zombie walk? I mean, it's just amazing this fascination. Now, like I said, I've never seen the show myself, so I don't really know a whole lot about it. But in fact, just this past week, I was talking with a couple. In fact, it was Jacqueline and Jordan, and I was like, I was like, man, I'm so excited about this. And they're like, yeah, we're so excited about it too, because this week was the start of the series. I'm like, really? I thought, what great timing. And we're doing the, doing this this series on the church, and the series is actually starting on TV. And I said, I said, well, hasn't that been going on for quite some time now? And Jacqueline, she's like, well, I think it's been about six years. And Jordan's like, oh, no, 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 it's been seven years. Let me correct you. It's been seven years that the series has been going on. And I said, seven years? I mean, how many zombies can you watch chasing somebody and killing somebody? And and Jordan's like, oh, no, no, brother. It's so much more than zombies. In fact, zombies are secondary to the story now. In fact, it's all about the people and the groups that are trying to come against one another and overthrowing the power trips and all. And he's like, oh, it is just so amazing. I think I did not realize you didn't talk just like that when you said. <laughs> and so once again, I've never seen the show, but it's just amazing how many people are just infatuated with the show. And so I had to look up some things online just to kind of get my bearings to find out what the whole thing was about. And so as I began to do my research uh, and find out about this whole storyline on TV, obviously it's the apocalypse of some kind that's happened. And people have been infected with this virus. And I didn't realize that there's so much discussion online about theories and all kinds of things. And, and so I was asking the question is, how did people get infected with this virus to begin with? And some said they don't know how it came. In fact, there's some that say, well, everybody has it and it just lies dormant in their brain. And then other ones are full-blown zombies because they've been infected with it. In fact, they call these people that have been infected with the virus that we would say are zombies, they've given them the name called walkers. Right? Am I on, am I on point so far? So everybody say it with me. Walkers. Now say it like I said. Walkers. I don't know if that has any bearing. It sounds cool to say it that way. But that's significant in this storyline concerning this premise of walkers or the walking dead. Because 
what, what, what intrigues me and fascinates me is that the story of the walking dead, it's Hollywood, of course, but it mirrors the gospel story. We just have put a Hollywood twist on it and people just eat it up. I mean, it's like sci-fi, but they just love it. I mean, how, how many of you know that the things of God and God is so over the top that he's almost sci-fi at times? You know what I'm talking about? But like I said, it seems to mirror the gospel story. And actually, over 2,000 years ago, before Jesus went back to heaven, he was having a conversation with his disciples. Now, he went back to heaven, obviously, because he came to earth. Everybody know the story? He came to earth because humanity needed a savior. And the Bible says that he walked on this earth healing the sick, healing the blind eyes, raising from the dead, just simply loving people with the love of God. And the Bible says that he actually went to the cross and he died and he went to hell on our account. But because he was a sinless and a faultless man, the Bible says that he rose from the grave on the third day and gave us a way of escape and gave us a hope. But just before he went back to heaven. He was having this conversation with his disciples. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, we see that he's beginning to address them. And this is what he says. He says, listen, there are people all over this world. And he says, and I need you to go find them. So in essence, what he says to his disciples, he says, I'm commissioning you to be hunters. He says, you're hunting walkers. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, he says this, Go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, glad tidings, the story of what I've come to do. Go preach the gospel. Now listen to these next words. To every creature. And then he says, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You'll heal blinded eyes. Those that are uh, uh, affected and Afflicted, he says, you'll set them free. But he says, go tell this good news message of what I've come to do and tell it to every creature. I find it interesting that Jesus calls people creatures. Now, obviously, Jesus wasn't saying, now, go out into the woods and find all the little bunny rabbits and tell them the good news story. Because, obviously, bunnies don't have the ability to receive salvation, right? So therefore, when he's speaking of the creatures, he's speaking of humanity, and the reason that he calls them creatures is because they did not have Christ in their life. Before a person receives Christ, God says, I see them as creatures. Paul, the Apostle Paul, he goes on to say this in Ephesians chapter 2, and he begins to say something very similar. He says, that before you knew Christ, before you received Him, he says, you were once dead, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. Did you hear what he said? The Apostle Paul says that you walked this world. And he says when you were walking this world, you were dead. So what's he saying? You're a walker. Before Jesus, Jesus and God sees you as a zombie. Come on, are you tracking with me this morning? Before we received Jesus, he said we are creatures. He said we were dead. He said that we were the walking dead. In the show, we see that the virus is infecting people. And one of the things that the storyline tells us that 
the way that it's transferred or transmitted is if a zombie bites you or if somehow it scratches you. And if they scratch you or bite you and break the skin, the virus is transferred. And so what that means is that the virus gets into the blood system and it begins to infect humanity. And once again, they become a walker because of the transference of the virus. Now once again, this is a mirror image of the gospel story. What caused people to be creatures in God's eyes? What is it that caused men to be the walking dead even though they were living on this earth? Why is it and what is it that caused this to take place and to happen in humanity? Well, there was a pandemic that began over 5,000 years ago. And over 5,000 years ago, the virus infected humanity. And every human is born with the virus in its blood system. Right this moment, as we're sitting here, there are brand new babies that are being birthed all over the world. And every single baby is infected with this virus in their blood system. It's in their DNA. It's in their genetics. It's who they are. And this virus is called sin. Every single human being that is born into this world has this virus. And it got into the blood system. And because the blood system has been tainted with sin, we have become the walking dead. Now, if you remember, I said when I was talking with Jordan, and saying, how many zombies can you watch over the years? And he's like, oh no, there's a whole nother twist. He said the whole twist is about people groups trying to overthrow and empower and, and rule in different areas of the storyline. Well, once again, in the gospel story, that's how the virus got its start. It got its start through trying to overtake. We see over 5,000 years ago in the garden, there was one called the serpent, called Satan. And the Bible says that he tried to overthrow heaven, but was unable to do so. But God made a man and placed him on this earth, but also placed this serpent, this Satan, in the same garden. And therefore, because man represented and was the heartbeat of God, the enemy said, we've got to try to infect them with the virus. And the way that he caused man to fall, the way that he caused man to be infected with this virus called sin, was tempting him with power. In fact, if you know the story, the Bible says that Satan came to Eve and says to her, here's some fruit. It looks good, doesn't it? She says, it does. He says, it's good to taste too. And she goes, it looks like it. And he says, but there's something significant about this fruit. If you'll eat this fruit, you'll become like God. That premise of becoming like God intrigued her. This power of becoming like God became her fall. And being tempted with this power, being tempted with this ability to think that maybe we can overcome, maybe we can overthrow, 
the Bible says that she gave in to the temptation and was forever infected with the virus of sin. The Bible says that she was the mother of all human beings and therefore from her fall and from man's fall, every single person is infected with the virus. Can you say amen? Amen. Through the millennia, nothing has changed. People live for fame, for fortune, for power. People look to their careers to give them fulfillment, satisfaction, and joy. They look to their money. They look to their things. They look to their life to say, I want to live for myself. I want to be my own God and live according to my own way. And as a result, again, it's all about trying to possess the power to say, we don't need God. We can take care of ourselves. We don't need God. We'll fulfill ourselves with joy and pleasures of our own. And the Bible says that it's because of the lust of those desires that it's caused man to continually be separated from God. Does anybody know that there's an election going on? If you've been under a rock, you don't know about that. But isn't it interesting that as you begin to look at this whole political display, it's nothing more than a reality show. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, when you look at the candidates, I don't know if you're like me, but I look at the candidates and say, is this the best that we got? Is this what it's been reduced down to? These are the choices that we have? And obviously, it's not about character and integrity anymore. It's not even about trying to change the country or to do better. But we have candidates that are just simply trying to win for the sake of having the title and the position of power. Right? You've got one candidate that's running and says, listen, if you vote for me, the government will become a power to your life and we'll take care of you. We'll serve you. We'll help you in every area of your life. You don't need God. All you need is us. And then you've got another candidate that all he wants to do is talk about himself. In fact, isn't it funny that he spends more time trying to defend himself talking about himself than really getting to the heart of the issues, right? If he ever loses the election, it will be the fulfilling of the Scripture that says pride comes before the fall, right? But when we look at that, it's all about power. But the interesting thing is, is that the whole political reality show that we're seeing right now is nothing more than smoke screens, trick mirrors, to get us to look the other way and not realize that there's a conspiracy that's going on right now under our nose. And the conspiracy is is that there is a virus that has infected humanity and it is everything but trying to get us to come to the reality of knowing that we are separated from God and saying, if you'll just look this way, if you'll just let us serve you, then we can get you to a position where you don't need God. But once again... We are in a day and an age that we need to address this virus that has found itself in humanity. As I said, humanity and all population have fallen victim to the virus and have become the walking dead. In Ephesians chapter 2, I began to read it, but I want to read it in its entirety this time from verse 2 to chapter 5. And once again, Paul says this, He says, and you he made alive. 
speaking of Jesus. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So notice what he said. The reason that you were the walking dead was because of your sin. But he prefaces that by saying, you once were, but you're alive now. Verse 2, it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we also all once were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. I think I skipped a verse or a line, didn't I? All who once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of of wrath just as the others. Verse 4 says, But God who is rich in mercy, because of His great love which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Once again, the Bible says that every single one of us were once dead before Christ. But he says, now because of Christ and those of you that are in Christ, you are now made alive. Why? Because the Bible says it was the grace, the mercy, and the love of God. Why is it that we have the ability to come and experience life? It's because God loves us. It's because God loves you. You never qualified for it. You don't deserve it. But because of God's love, God's mercy... God's heart and love for you, He made a way of escape that you don't have to die with this virus eating you up. That you don't have to continue to be the walking dead and be known as a walker and a creature before God. The Bible says you can come to know this life. And how is it that we do it? The Bible says it's by grace. The grace of God through Jesus. It says by grace you have been saved. Well, that's good news to know that there are those that were once dead and have now been made alive. But it didn't tell us how they came alive. It didn't say what made the transition. It didn't tell us what the vaccine was. Oh, but the scripture does give us some indication as to what that is. In Romans chapter 10, verse 8, it begins to let us know what the vaccine the virus is. In fact, it goes on to even tell us how you take it. You've got to take it by mouth. Notice what it says in Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The gospel story. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Remember, we just saw before it says, for by grace are you saved or made alive. The same word. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How is it? that we come or go from death into life? How is it that we get this virus out of our system? The Bible says you have to take the antidote orally. You have to put it in your mouth. And what it says is that you have to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Amen. You might say, well, I believe in God. No, you can believe in God all day long and still be the walking dead. God will still look at you and say, you're a creature. You can say, I believe that God is real. I believe that God sent Jesus. But the Bible still says that you're a walker. The only way that you come from death into life is to open your mouth and confess Jesus as Lord. Amen. And so this morning is a great opportunity for us to no longer be walkers. If you don't know this life, if you don't know this life that Jesus came to give, today is a great opportunity for you to come and experience the true fix and come into a position of being truly alive. Amen. When we look at God and His heart for us, the Bible says that if we're on this earth without Christ, we're not alive, but actually the walking dead. A zombie. And as I said, we look at this and we glamorize it through the fictitious work of Hollywood, but it's real. If you've ever seen any stories or pictures or images or video of how zombies act, have you ever noticed that they go around gnashing their teeth, groaning, they're in pain, flesh is falling from their body? Jesus made a very interesting statement concerning those people that will live this life and will never come into contact with the vaccine. In fact, living this life as the walking dead, but then they expend their life of this natural life, and the Bible says that in eternity, there's something that takes place. I want to draw your attention to Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 42... Jesus said this concerning those that would end this life without receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. He said this is what would take place to those individuals that would step over into eternity without ever receiving the vaccine. In Matthew chapter 13 verse 42, he says that God will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. The person that goes to hell, that is eternally separated from God, the Bible says that they are in constant torment by fire. What does your flesh do if it's constantly consumed by fire? It starts to fall off. It starts to peel away. Right? And it says that in that place, apart from God, there's wailing, gnashing, of teeth. And Matthew chapter 8 verse 12 it says this. It says but the sons of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you've lived this life and have never received Christ, God says he sees you as a creature. He says you're a walker. But if you pass from this life over to the next without ever receiving Jesus, the Bible says that you remain a walker, a creature for the rest of your eternity. 
Come on, do you see that? That's not fairy tale. That's real life. But God has made a way of escape. He sent Jesus to be the answer for the infection that is in man. And He says, if you'll serve me, if you'll love me, if you'll receive me, I'll make you whole. I'll change your DNA. I'll fix you from the inside out. So here's a way of saying it. You can live once and die twice, or you can die twice and live once. What does that mean? If you live this life and only live it for yourself, only living for yourself, you'll die a natural death but you'll spend eternity living a life that is dying. But if you'll die twice, the first first death is when you say, Jesus, I die to myself. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. The Bible says that you die to self, and then you experience a natural death, but you'll live with Him for eternity. Amen? The choice is yours. You're not here by chance this morning. You're here for the opportunity of saying, where am I at? Where's my life? Am I alive? Am I a creature? Am I the walking dead? If I was to leave this place, and if I was to die upon leaving this place, where would I spend eternity? It's a good question to ask. But not only did Jesus say, I've come to give you the vaccine for this virus. He said in John chapter 10, verse 10, He says, I've come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. That word abundantly means in quality and quantity. That's why He came. Amen? Can we all stand? With every head bowed and every eye closed. I know this was a different service. It's a different Sunday. For that matter, we're a different church. But the one thing that can be said about us is that we are a people that love God and love people and love life. The reason that we love life is because we found life. In Jesus. The reason that we do what we do. And do special services like today. Is because not only have we found life. But we want to love people that are looking for and searching for life. When it feels as though their life has come to a dead end. When it seems like all hope is gone. When it seems like they can't breathe one more breath. For the sake of feeling like they're drowning. I want you to know that. God loves you. God loves you so much that He sent Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you've got any question whatsoever that you would spend eternity separated from God, I want to give you an opportunity in just a moment to receive life.
to receive the vaccine for your sin, to receive eternal life through Christ, and to come to know Him personally. Maybe you're here this morning, and and you were once walking with God, but it seems as though you've been walking this life and living this life. It seems as though that virus has crept back in and begin to infect your life, infect your thinking, infect the way that you live. And you say, I'm tired of living this way. I once walked with Jesus, but I feel like I'm the walking dead again. If that's you and you're saying, I just want to come back and make it right and start living to the fullest like I've been intending to do in what Jesus came and made available for me to do. I want to give you that opportunity in just a moment as well. Folks, listen. This isn't make-believe. This isn't fairy tale. This isn't Hollywood. This is real life. And if you was to die right now, do you know without certainty where you would spend your eternity? You might say, I hope so. Friend, listen to me. Hoping won't get you there. Please hear me, friend. You might say, I, I really wish that I, I would go to heaven. Listen, wishing don't get you there. You may say, how do I get there? Nicodemus asks Jesus the very question. He says, how, much, how must I, or what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, you must be born again. He said, what does that mean? Do I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, there's being born of water, but being born of the Spirit. Being born of water is the natural birth but being born of the Spirit is when you ask Christ into your life and where your spirit becomes alive through Him. And that only can happen if you'll take the vaccine orally and confess Jesus as Lord. This is your moment, friend. In just a minute, I'm going to give the invitation. And when I do, I just want you to raise your hand as high as you can. And I'll just acknowledge you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up front. I'm not going to call you out. This is between you and God. But I want you to acknowledge so I can pray for you. I'll see your hand. So if that's you, you want to receive Christ. Or you want to simply rededicate your life and say, I want to experience life. On the count of three, raise your hand. One. Two, three. That's you. Raise your hand. Hands all over. Hands all over. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Anybody else? If you if you put your hand up, you can put it back down. Anybody else? I've seen ten hands. You wish you would have. You know you should have. Is that you in this place? And say, I just want to know that I've got life, and that I'm no longer a creature or the walking dead before God. Come on, friend, if that's you. Come on, I feel like God's tugging on at least one person's heart. One more, one more. Is there one more in here? You know who you are. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm not trying to move you. I just don't want to give up this opportunity if you want to receive Christ. Come on, is that you in this place? Anybody? Just want to get it right. I want to know for sure. All right. Now, I want us all to pray this prayer together. Come on, I want you to say it proud. I want you to say it loud. Because we take the vaccine by mouth. Amen? Let's say this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you 
for loving me. I was once dead. I was a creature. But now, I receive the vaccine. I receive Christ. Forgive me of my sin. That separated me from you. Make me clean. Make me new. Make me whole. Right now. In Jesus name. I confess. Jesus. As my Lord. My Savior. My friend. In Jesus name. I denounce. My old life. My old ways. My dead life. I'm alive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, it's... and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.